On this episode, I talk about computer love. <laughs> Smooth and Groove owner Keon Davis shares his 7-Up story. And does Eric Seats ever practice? Don't worry, you can thank me later. Thank me later. Thank me later. Thank me later. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 5 of the Balance Your Music Podcast. I am your host, Ingrid Wood. I'm happy to share that the Balance Room Podcast has an official website home. It's pretty straightforward, thebalanceroom.com. <laughs> so when you get a chance, make sure you go over there and check out the new site. I'm really excited for this episode. And I have to say, I'm using a different mic for this episode, for episode five, than I had been have been for episodes one through four. So let me know if you like one mic better than the other or if you don't even notice a difference let me know that as well but anyways like I said I'm excited for this episode I want to in an effort to grow the podcast I decided I want to invite um, different entrepreneurs uh, from time to time on here and share their seven up stories their songologies and go-to gadgets and you know they're not going to be always musician specific Um, so you know for this episode I invited one of my fellow Tuskegee University alumni to you you know what's up y'all Mr. Keon Davis he is the owner and founder of a smoothie company called Smooth and Groove S-M-O-O-T-H the letter N and Groove his website smoothandgroove.com and all his contact information will be in the description box in this podcast and on the website if you would like to get in contact with him Smooth and Groove is located in Auburn, Alabama. So if you're ever there or if you live near there, make sure you check them out. They're pretty good. I got to say, you know, what I um, admire about Keon and what I attribute a lot of his success to is his desire for more and really just um, his willingness to face any and all fears and do things in the moment and just go for it. When we were talking on the phone about, you know, different stories for the seven up story, a lot of what we talked about was just, you know, his desire for generational wealth and to inspire people to not just a dream, but to to be active and proactive in making their dreams a reality. So I'm going to stop babbling um, because I'm really excited for you all to hear Keon's seven up story. But I do want to say the Balance Room Music Podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Let's step into the Balance Room. What's up, world? This is Keon Davis, owner and operator of Smooth and Groove, and it's my seven up story. Back in the day, man, it, it had to be uh, had to be all about twelve, and at home we had this deal called the Black Expo. And what we used to do there, man, they had a two-on-two father-son tournament. Every year, I would watch the tournament. You know, I grew up without my pop, so it was kind of hard for me to play. Uh, my granddad, you know, wasn't able to get out there with me. My uncles weren't too too athletic or keen in on anything like that. So it was kind of rough for me. So I just used to watch or help out a referee and be the ball boy. It was one year in particular. Like I said, I had to be about 12 years old. And I was sitting on the fence, and I was watching the game go. And it had to be like halfway within the first game. I just started bawling, crying. I mean, crying so hard, like I got my butt whooped for, for stealing. And that feeling just, just hit me so hard. And I just took off running home. You know, and mind you, 
my grandmother, she lived right around the corner from the from the basketball court. Man, I ran about a mile, two miles, all the way home, full speed, crying. You know, so I got home, I got in my bed, and I just cried myself to sleep, bawling. And while I was asleep, you know, I had these visions. I was wondering why, you know, why my dad didn't want me. What was I doing wrong? You know, I just had this hateful feeling in my heart. And after I woke up, I don't know what happened, but things sort of changed. You know, my mindset sort of changed from having hatred and wanting to stand out and, and wanting to just lash out at everything and everybody to I'm going to be the best that I can possibly be in everything that I do, no matter what. And I'm going to force my dad to come to me by how good I'm doing. And I'm going to show you how good I can do without you. You know, and I know that may sound harsh on, on some ends or whatever, but that was my feeling at the time. And so I took that approach and I, I forced myself to not be the statistic, not to be the one that that was, oh, making an excuse because I didn't have my father, that it was okay to mess up or to not reach certain goals or to not hit certain things in life. It drove me like a hunger. My mindset was so, so much different so early. You know, I wanted to be something great. I wanted to change the world early. I just really, I want to just thank, like, my family for the support. I had a huge support system, huge support system. You know, my mom, she raised me. Uh, she had me when she was 15. She was on her own when she was 17. But she did everything that she could possibly do to make sure that I had everything that I needed, no matter what. You know, and we it was some days that we went without, you know, but we always had what we needed. My grandparents stepping in and helping out uh, along the way and just helping instill values in me that, that I, can, I still use to this day. I'll just say that by any means, man, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, that you have to choose your own path and you can change the way your life is going for you. You know, it's not, it's not checkers. This world is chess. So in order for you to be successful, you have to play the game of life like a chess game. You have to be 10 steps ahead of your next move. Because if you're not, if you're thinking about your very next move, then you're, you're behind. Because as soon as that move come up, now what? So just continue, continue to strive, continue to be the best you can possibly be, and continue to want something better for your life, and, and strive to change your family's history. I just want to appreciate you guys for the opportunity to, uh, to have me on this podcast, and I want to thank you guys, and, and hopefully we get together and, and link up in the, in the near future. If you need me, man, we're doing some, some mentorship, we're doing some business consulting, uh, we're doing a lot of different things. So if you need our services or help or advice or anything like that, Feel free to hit us up, man. You can um, you contact us at info, I-N-F-O, at smoothinggroove.com. Thanks a lot, guys. And I appreciate your time, man. We love you. We out. For Songology, I want to tell you about a cover that I performed. It's a J. Cole song. It's called Be Free. I saw him perform it on David Letterman. And then not too long after that, I saw Faith Evans perform a cover of it on Black Girls Rock. And both of them, when I watched them perform it, it gave me chills. Every time when I watched it over and over and over, it always gave me chills. So what was happening was I had a show that was coming up and it was a big show. So I wanted to use majority of the band. My trumpet player, Maki Magruder, he was about to graduate. Uh, this is spring of last year. He's about to graduate from CCM in Cincinnati. It's the uh, College Conservatory of Music. And 
leaving the party, he's walking home, and he ends up getting attacked, brutally attacked, and suffered a lot of serious injuries to his head. So needless to say, he definitely wasn't going to be able to perform. And um, But, you know, what was most disturbing for me was the fact that if you, if you meet Marquis, he is like the sweetest person, very nice, very humble, very peaceful. So it was just... it. It really just it pissed me off that something so evil and um, so brutal happened to somebody so nice and so and so peaceful. He ended up recovering, you know, way faster than what the doctors thought. The doctors thought he was going to not be able to play the trumpet for at least a year. And um, he ended up defying all that and has since he moved to New York a couple of months ago. So um, I'll keep Magruder, look out for him. But so anyway, so we had the show coming up and I decided I wanted to dedicate this song be free I wanted to perform that and dedicate it to Marquis that evening you know I, I explained to the crowd um what had happened this next one um if you kind of saw our advertisements beforehand maybe like a month ago we were supposed to have a, a trumpet player up here but because people are stupid and ignorant they uh they don't think about their actions and he was uh he was injured trying to leave a, a party and he was you know but just about to graduate ccm well he, he's graduating ccm um but he sustained a lot of severe injuries so he wasn't able to be here this evening his name is Malky magruder if you pray keep him in your prayers and i lie to you not when we performed this song um the venue was silent and this was like just to paint the picture for you, it was like a supper club type of venue so you know i expected chatter i expected to hear forks hitting plates and waiters taking orders but when i tell you when we started to perform this song everyone was silent the bar was silent <laughs> the waiters were silent everybody stopped and they were all everybody was just a part of that moment sometimes i like to be sound architect <laughs> and i decided to i found a sound bite from a nina simone interview um that she had that she did where she was talking about what it means to be free and it was just it was perfect so i ended up using that sound bite that evening so i encourage you if, if you do get time to check that cover out it's on my uh youtube channel just look up inglewood be free cover um but here's a, a little bit of the audio from that evening
quick announcement. Um, if you are interested in any of the gadgets that I talk about on the podcast, interested enough to the point where you are thinking about purchasing, you can uh, actually do so by just going to thebalanceroom.com and clicking on the gadgets tab and they should be under there. And if you don't see something there, just click on any of the pictures and it'll take you directly to Sam Ash and you can search for whatever you want to find that way. And if you have any questions about any of the the gadgets before you buy them if you're thinking about or even after you buy them you can feel free to contact me and again my contact is on the same website my go-to gadget this episode is the banshee rocktron talk box it retails for about 270 dollars us dollars depending on where you purchase it from and i promise you i'm not going to geek out and explain into full detail how this works but i will say this if you are interested in how I make this particular talk box work for me, you are more than welcome to email me Ingrid at the and I will email you back in full detail how I make this work for me. I think a lot of people think that the auto tune and talk box is kind of the same thing. And to me, it's really not auto tune is a plugin, right? And the talk box is really an extension of your instrument. So you have to use your musicianship. You have to be able to play to make this work. A lot of people you usually see people using a guitar or a keyboard. I use a keyboard and this talk box acts as an amplifier. So you plug your keyboard into the talk box and the sound is coming through that tube. Again, not trying to get too geeked out, you know, but when you put that tube in your mouth, you're not singing, you're not talking, you're not even whispering. You are just mouthing the words. So your consonants are super hard. Your vowels are extra exaggerated um, so that people can understand you know, what you're recreating and all the vibrato, all the bends, all of that is being played by whatever instrument, the keyboard or the, or the guitar. One of the consistent listeners at Math Preacher, she sent in a question asking, you know, why do I like to use the talk box when I perform it? For me, I like to use it because it's an extension of my voice. I can do things with it that I can't necessarily do with my human voice box, but still keeping that essence of, you know, of the vibrato and of the the bends and still making it human-like, but still being able to, to do things that I couldn't normally do with my voice box. One of the best to ever do it, though, in my opinion, is Roger Troutman, Ohio's own. Of course, you have, you know, Peter Frampton and Stevie Wonder who use it and have made it popular. But Roger Troutman is number one on my list. My uh, number one. There's a guy by the name of Hazmat. Um, he is on YouTube. You can find him on YouTube. He's pretty good. Maybe I can get him on the balance room one day. But uh, but like I said, Roger Troutman, number one, best to ever do it. And here is a quick soundbite from an interview that Donnie Simpson had with Roger Troutman on BET back in the day. The voice box, uh, the first time I ever heard it, you were doing it. And you've used it in most of your stuff. Uh, why? Let's see. Um... I always, I had heard it with Peter Frampton and a couple other artists, mm -hmm. and I would use it uh, before we had hit records, playing in nightclubs, doing cover songs. And every time I would use the voice box, people would be dancing until I use it. Until it, and when I started using it, they would look up like, and they would seem to hypnotize them in a way. Yeah, and it really works. Watch this, ladies and gentlemen, you're watching video so, and it makes you feel good. Yes, it does. Don't you believe it? (laughs) 
we're about to get into ask ECs, but before we do i actually got a question that was sent in for me to answer and that's cool because it gives me an opportunity to share something new um i post about it on twitter but if you have uh, an audible question or comment for myself or eric seats that you want to be heard on the podcast you can do so by leaving a voicemail on the balance room voicemail and that number is you, you're gonna remember this <laughs> it's one eight zero three eight one hit me <laughs> it's one eight zero three eight one four four eight six three leave your voice message on there your question or your comment and i will be able to edit that audio into the podcast and that number as well as the regular emails where you can send your questions into myself and eric again are on the contact page thebalanceroom.com but congrats to Anita for being the first audio question. So uh, her Twitter name is at Anita D person as well as her Instagram. And this is her question. Hi, Ingrid. Um, I love the podcast. They give wonderful insight on music um, with local ties. My question is, how does an upcoming lyricist or poet like myself network to collaborate with music with national artists? I appreciate any help you can give me. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Anita, for that question. For me, I would really say it's kind of a combination of two things starting out. One, finding ways to validate the credibility of what you do. So that could be um, entering comp- competitions, contests, uh, sending your work in for a review. So that and then another way is also to have your ears and your eyes open to what's going on on i work with layla i worked on layla hathaway's project because in 2010 i followed a lot of people on twitter but i only had like three people's tweets come directly to my phone and i remember this it was jenna jackson layla hathaway and my best friend and so layla hathaway had put out a tweet like hey i'm working on a project i'm looking for songwriters and producers send your work in here and then a little while later um i got a call back from her team and ended up working on her project find ways to have your ears and your eyes open to what's going on around you even there's um you know search on the internet i i haven't been on this platform in in years since like 2007 but it's still going it's called pmp worldwide p is in peter you pay like a monthly subscription when i did it it was like 50 dollars a month so i wouldn't be surprised if it went up since then but you pay this monthly subscription and you know when national and international professional recording artists are working on projects and they're looking for a different production and different songwriters and you submit your work i found uh, you know a few good networking opportunities through that platform and there's another one called blaze track b-l-a-z-e-t-r-a-k again that was a, a while ago that i did that but it's still going i got some really good networking opportunities from there and um when it first started up but you know look out for those type of things you said you're a lyricist a poet i would be within that that poetry scene in my city in my town and depending on where you're living um if you're not in an area like nashville or atlanta or new york or la if you live near any of those places maybe you know two or three times a year if not more you go to those areas and you get in those type of scenes and you never know who you may come in contact and also it's a good way for you to see not to compare yourself but to know like hmm, maybe i need some to do some more work i need to step my game up a little bit it's just good to step outside of your normal surroundings before you go and you know try to get a hold of the big fish be mindful that in my opinion there's a difference between being a poet and being a songwriter because you know one you are the artist and in the other you're serving the artist and they're kind of they're two different lanes so just be mindful of that and again if you have a question about that let me know and i'll answer it in another 
episode. So now let me hand it over to Eric Seats for his question. What's going on, everybody? This is Eric Seats again. Shout out to the Balance Room sister, Ingrid Wood. Okay, the question for me for this episode was, what is my practice schedule like now? And has it changed much uh, since I've become a working musician? Um, It is definitely different because when you're young and you're just getting started out, you really have no work schedule. Um, And it was for me, it was just I started as a a baby pretty much. So I had all that time on my hands. Um, And then, you know, of course, it changed again once I got into school. I was limited to uh, due to neighbors, (laughs) uh, certain hours that I could play. And then in your adult life, it gets harder because family comes along and, and I have three children um and a full working touring schedule so it 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 has changed but i do make time for it. You, you you still have to cut out and make time for your craft um and nurture it and take care of it otherwise you 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 won't sound as good as you think you sound um cuz you can't fake being good uh you just, it's just impossible so um, along with that passion, that, that practice is everything. So I will always carve out that time. Um, I just had a nice shed the other day for about a few hours uh, with two other extremely good drummers. And that's another thing, practicing with with other musicians, mainly uh, other instruments, but with other drummers, it keeps you up on your, your ideas, you know, and your growth. So I hope that helps somebody. Peace, seats, and I'm out. We'll catch you in the next episode. And just so you know, Eric's not blowing any smoke. <laughs> Here's some audio from a few days ago. He's currently on tour with Miss Patty LaBelle. My chair of the week is a graphic arts company by the name of Sound Reason. It's a little bit of a different spelling, S-O-U-N-D-R-Z-N. I did like most people do, you know, when we start out, I did everything. But eventually I got to a point where I knew uh, I needed to increase the level of professionalism. And so in some areas I was good, in other areas I knew I was not. And graphic arts was one of those areas (laughs) and I knew I needed to outsource. And luckily I found Sound Reason. My new podcast art was done by them and um i have to say this there was i had a project that was coming out and the person who was supposed to do everything on my promo on my everything graphic arts went ghost town and i ended up reaching out to sound reason and they took care of everything at the last minute and i needed posters flyer designs event programs logo um they've even done my epk for me they do everything and another cool thing about this company is they don't they're not just limited to graphic arts but also to sound and to music they do mixing and mastering and the song that you're hearing right now is uh one of their songs the owner of sound reason is a musician by the name of ill poetic and he has an ep that's coming out in march of this year 2016 this song is called silhouette it'll be on that ep so make sure you look out for that the information will be um in the description box below and also on the website the website is soundreason.com again that's s-o-u-n-d-r-z-n Dot com. I'm about to get out of here, but before I do, I want to say thank you again to Anita. If you have a comment or a question that you'd like to get to myself and Eric Seats, 
all the contact information will be um, in the description box for this episode as well as you can always go to the contact page on the website thebalanceroom.com and you know i have that the new way you can you can even leave a, a voice message and i can edit that into the podcast this podcast is available on itunes stitcher and soundcloud if you like this podcast whatever platform you're listening to it on make sure that you follow it you subscribe that you like it uh especially if you're on itunes please make sure that, that you give a, a review um but most importantly let people know about the podcast post it on your facebook tweet about it tell people about it i hope you enjoyed episode five until next time stay balanced and god bless